Welcome to 2024, where the landscape of wrestling is changing forever, and we are at a new guard, so to speak. And wrestling is always going to be changing, whether that's forever, in the long term, in the short term. And I, Marie Shadows, your host of the Square Circle Podcast, is here to talk about everything that's been happening in the world of professional wrestling. Normally, I would start off with giving my review of Wrestle Kingdom 18. Let me just say right now that Wrestle Kingdom 18 was amazing. And I have been following other wrestling promotions and I have been working in the background. But you will get that individual Wrestle Kingdom 18 review very soon. I've just been trying to get back into the groove of everything. And I really want to welcome each and every one of my listeners from around the world. Welcome to the Squared Circle Podcast, presented by yours truly, Marie Shadows, for Season 5. Five years of talking about professional wrestling, and it feels damn good. And I am so glad that you guys are here with me. And we get to chat about wrestling. We get to update each other about things in life. And let's just quickly do that. So the Square Circle Podcast was founded in 2019 on October 19th. And if you are a current listener, I love you. Thank you for being here. If you are a new listener, thank you. I love you for being here. And if you are an older listener that started with me since then and follow my career, my journey, thank you. I love you as well. Square Circle Podcast is going to be taking on a bit of a different approach. I may not review everything. And I only may give you slight reviews on certain things and talk about other things. I do plan out to have tape study series as a bonus feature for everyone out there listening. So if you are an avid user of Spotify, Spotify now has the ability to upload video. And I like doing video reactions to certain things and giving wrestlers a spotlight that's the whole point of tape study tuesday is to look at a professional wrestler whether they give me their matches to critique or i find a match on the internet and i talk about it and i basically elevate it and break it down for everyone that is watching like i said spotify gives us the ability to upload video so any type of interviews that i do with wrestlers any type of vlogs that i do and any type of tape study series that i do will all be in video i will select a few to do video and audio for those that just want to listen to audio and don't want to have the video uh player up in the app that's totally fine but i am going to be doing a lot more video to be uploading on spotify as a bonus content for you guys I will also try to keep up the schedule of every single Tuesday that will be a tape study series video dropped. If I do not have a tape study series video to drop, you guys will not get the notification. It'll be okay. You'll get one next Tuesday. And I was thinking of interviews every Thursday when I can do an interview. So again, the same process. If uh, there is no interview, then... um, I, you know, you guys don't get the notification. 
So I am going to hopefully be sticking to that. But for reviewing wrestling shows, those can go on any other day of the week. So pay attention to that. Again, I am very focused on bringing up my Spotify numbers. So if you would love to tell a friend about the Square Circle podcast by Marie Shadows, let them know to listen on Spotify. I want to bring those numbers up. And it's very important because the more unique listeners, meaning very new listeners, the more that I bring them into my community with everybody else, the more my numbers go up and eventually we'll be able to make some money together and that money will go back into the community and we'll all be able to help each other out. And that will allow me to travel a little bit more and make some more vlogs for everyone to enjoy. I know it might feel like I'm asking for a lot right out the gate with the brand new episode in 2024, but I'd rather be transparent with you guys about what I have going on, what useful analytics I need help with, because without you, I wouldn't be doing this for five years. And I love each and every single one of you guys. And these are just quick little updates before we get into a really long rant about professional wrestling and the internet wrestling community and everything that has broken down. The other quick little things that I need to mention is that I have a second YouTube channel open, which will be for live interviews. It is called WrestleTales TV. There will be a link down in the description for that. I will be adding two new segments to the Square Circle podcast. Now, normally the Square Circle podcast never really got any kind of segments. It was more like I watch a wrestling show. Let me review it. Let me give you my thoughts. Here we go. Or if I'm on Twitch and I do a impromptu news sort of segment where I'm talking about different news topic, wrestling topics, and giving my opinion on it, that will automatically be a podcast episode. But for this time around, I decided that I wanted to do a different approach because my whole platform now is trying to bring a spotlight to wrestlers and get their insight and their takes on certain things. So the first segment will be inside the locker room where I would ask some questions. And this could be taken out of the interviews that I do with professional wrestlers or if I'm on the road, ask them directly there for the content. And inside the locker room is basically all of that one-on-one wisdom knowledge that everybody either needs, didn't know, want to learn. Like, for example, you always have to bring your ring gear so that way you never know if you're going to be on the show. So wrestling one-on-one, bring your ring gear. Another wrestling one-on-one, don't headbutt a Polynesian. They have the strongest heads in the business. Stuff like that. Where it'll be a lot more insightful, but that's just an example. The other segment is Indie Insight, but that's mainly when I go out and do vlogs. So for any promoters out there that need a commentator, an interviewer, an on-talent, on-screen hostess, like myself, Marie Shadows, I have a background in working with WWE. I also do podcasting, live streaming. I'm in the top 3% of Twitch's podcasts and talks category i do media press for mow and i've interviewed wrestlers in the past i also make a wrestling planner which by the way if you have not gotten your 2024 wrestling planner please go do so it is available at barnes and nobles 
for some reason amazon never approved it never really looked at it i don't know what's happening but barnes and nobles is the place to go there will be a link down in the description and for all the promoters and anyone out there that wants to contact me for any type of collaboration or work opportunities email squared circle podcast at outlook.com again all of this will be down in the description below now i want to say thank you so much for sitting through all of those updates and um, here we go. Here are my thoughts on everything that has been happening in professional wrestling. I honestly thought that last year, the biggest news to ever come out of New Japan Pro Wrestling was that Hiroshi Tanahashi was named New Japan Pro Wrestling president. Obari was the former president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he stepped down and the board of directors appointed Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi has a background in business and being a lawyer, and that just works perfectly for his position. He still competes as he holds the never six-man tag team championship title and just won the NJPW world title from Zack Sabre Jr. during Wrestle Kingdom 18. Now, I was ecstatic about it. There is a podcast episode dedicated to that breaking news, which I was all smiles. I was very, very happy because it's Tanahashi. Tanahashi is the guy that brings the light into the darkness, the hope where everyone is despair. That is Tanahashi. That is his character. And I am very happy that he is the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling because then that means more doors will be opened. And most likely we're going to get a collaboration between WWE and New Japan sometime in the future. This is what I believe. And it's totally okay if you don't believe it or you don't agree with it. That's totally okay. I am very optimistic. I don't think that Tanahashi is still going to have a relationship with AEW. Not fully anyway. Even though they have the partnership and the forbidden door every year but the forbidden door like nobody remembers it so it's just not gonna make any sense it's not like a wrestle kingdom where you remember it it's not like a wrestlemania where you remember it it's not like a royal rumble where you remember it because there are moments there are wonderful build-ups it's not just like oh shit guys we have three days until forbidden door what are we gonna do like it's none of those even though all the promotions that i mentioned do have some type of oh my god we're like three days out from this pay-per-view what are we going to do and it's going to put together some matches and that's it however depending on the wrestlers that they put together for these matches that got thrown together they know how to work it sometimes aw wrestlers don't know how to work it And they just go with mediocre shit. And it's like, it's not memorable. But this is not a podcast to bash AEW. It's just being very observant of everything that's been going on. So, Tanahashi, president, awesome news from last year. This year, the biggest bombshell, and everyone is freaking out. Everyone has a very high emotion about it. And we're getting some Twitter drama because... You can't tell anybody anything these days. So the biggest news to come right out the gate directly from the source 
no fucking dirt she reported this but to come from the source of new japan pro wrestling that okada's contract is up at the end of the month okada's contract ends on the 31st and okada will not be resigning with the company okada is the biggest free agent in a very very long time and that definitely shifted the whole entire wrestling world the wrestling world lost their shit to the point of insert this little drama here that you can't tell somebody to calm down because you feel like they're overreacting they act like a child and it's all about them 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 and that's very selfish. So I'm going to take a moment to talk about fans and fandom. And I think now the reason why we have so many arguments and so many people throwing around words that probably don't understand the full meaning of words like the word tribalism and stuff is because the fans that have stepped into our wrestling space are for themselves they are selfish even though they give you the perception of they love all wrestling they support all wrestling they buy the merchandise they may or may not buy the tickets but they have this projection of because they do all of this and they become a super fan and they're tweeting 24 7 at twitter and their favorites you know using their fingers at a fast speed that they think that professional wrestling and wrestlers owe them something and they don't. And you know what? I'm going to be very honest about this. There's a particular phrase that I don't like at all. And that phrase is wrestling. Don't owe you anything. Or I guess maybe just insert something here and then follow it with don't owe you anything. Like I hated that because you hear that in professional wrestling. You hear that as a streamer. You hear that as an entertainer on the web that wants to make this a full-time career and don't want to go work a nine-to-five. And you're constantly told, blank, don't owe you anything. But I'm here for your enjoyment. And I turn that frown upside down and yet I'm not owed anything. And it might sound selfish and this is like a double-edged sword of course it is and this is a gray area to talk about because there is no black and white to this mentality to this conversation and this conversation has a lot of deeper layers to really explore but if someone decides to become a comic like that's not gonna feel good if they say that we don't owe you anything comedy don't owe you anything well, you know, some people might say that, like, the laughs do enough for them. But then if that doesn't owe you anything, then don't go out to a stand-up show. You know, it's one of those things of, like, it don't owe you anything. Like, I hate it because it's like somebody decided to go take a chance on themselves. And if they are proven to be very good at what they do... Why can't you just give them a little bit of empathy, a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of like, oh, I like that art that you do. So here's a couple bucks to go get something to eat, you know, like have a heart. 
we're not saying to give us anything, but in this day and age in 2024, where everybody shares their lives, when they are a legit creator in the field of art and entertainment and in wrestling, when we give you a piece of our lives by peeling back the curtain to hit us with the we don't owe you anything is sort of like, well, then why are you along for the ride? But that's just me and how I feel. I just don't really like that because I feel like that just stops any and all communication. And it just feels like, well, you were never on board with what I'm trying to do, the joy I'm trying to bring other people. But I'm got way off topic at this point. But just know that I just don't like that phrase at all. However, to say all that, in this one instance of Twitter drama, I understood why people say blank don't owe you anything is because the interaction I had, she was basically so upset, uber upset, that she'll stop watching wrestling, she'll stop watching New Japan, and made it about her, 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 and her feelings. And it was just so over the top, over dramatic. And very childlike in a way that a child would throw a temper tantrum just because you didn't get your way. Yes, Okada's leaving. Jay already left, which I've accepted, and he went to AEW. Did I like he went to AEW? No, because Jay White would have been a fucking star in WWE, but it's his life, it's his career, and what is best for him. He went over to AEW, I accepted it. Osprey left. To me, Osprey did not leave the correct way, so I have a little bit more of an acceptance to accept that he's leaving and he went with AEW. Like, that's going to take a little bit more for me to accept. And so in that moment of trying to calm her down, even though she was proving my points in every single chance that she got, it, it was sort of like me, 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 me. And then to follow it up in another tweet to somebody else that no one gave her a heads up about Okada leaving. Okada didn't give her a heads up. No wrestler needs to give you a heads up if they're leaving. Wrestlers can go from promotion to promotion to promotion of who's going to give them the most money because now we're trying to play catch up with the economy and people are trying to survive. And then sometimes wrestlers are just like, that's it. You know, I want to go do something different. I want to rest. I want to see what my options are. And it's like your favorite coworker. If your favorite coworker were to leave, even though you guys would be friends outside of the workplace and you'll chat, text each other, call each other, the initial feeling of leaving the workplace is going to fucking hurt you. I get that. But not to be a total fucking baby about it, to put it all over social media for the attention, for the clout. And the funny thing is, is that I finally understood when men are like, you can't tell a woman to calm down because then she explodes. This is exactly what happens to me on Twitter. Exactly that. But I got over it. It wasn't like I told her she couldn't. She could. But to be overly dramatic and never answer my question of what else would you want Okada to do? Like, make it about her. 
that's all she did make it about her oh i'm upset i'm upset i get you're upset girl but it's not that bad okada is still gonna land on his feet whether that's in AEW or wwe for some reason tna is never in this conversation but you never know what's gonna happen in 2024 the other thing too is that let's quickly talk about fan etiquette when it comes to putting your horniness out on the internet it is creepy it is very very creepy and to over sexualize a wrestler just because they look good to you you could do it behind closed doors you don't have to do it on the internet for everyone to know that you're creepy about it if you do not want male wrestling fans to post up women in their ring gear that shows a lot of their butt or shows a lot of their skin if you don't want them to do it then don't post up pictures of male wrestlers and get all googly eyed and just write out your horniness about them because as someone that works in this business it's like have a little respect have a little decency for the wrestlers now not every wrestler is going to be like ill no you know the more that you talk about somebody in the wrestling space as being like a wrestler is like good publicity like it brings their name out there people know it and i get that however there is a tasteful way to let a wrestler know whether it's male or female that they are sexy there's a way to do it there's a tasteful way to do it not just a very like horny way to do on the timeline but i just wanted to mention that because for some reason there's always this talk of like male wrestling fans are disgusting for them posting up pictures of women wrestlers but no one talks about how women can sometimes end up posting up the male pictures and like drool all over it like honestly i'll be honest with you guys there are wrestlers out there that are sexy they know they're sexy and i have a list of wrestlers that are sexy but i am not going to be that kind of creepiness because i'm going to keep it professional and basically focus on their wrestling and when you focus on their wrestling as a female content creator you get a lot more respect I'm just going to throw that out there if you want any of my secrets. I know how to tell a wrestler what they did good in the match. I can tell a wrestler like, hey, I really do like that move. And I can definitely dissect the moves and go in depth about like why they use certain things. Like there's a reason why Ricky the Dragon Steamboat always did the headlock takeover. There's a reason for that. And that's a very beautiful story that one day maybe I'll get into. Or the way that tama tonga who's another one that's leaving and i'll give him some praise the way that tama fights sonata and i did a review about that when he fought him in the g1 it was a very beautiful match and there was one particular thing that he did that was very tiny and i know nobody is going to notice it but the way that tama grabbed sonata's forearm in order to reverse and throw him into the ropes it was beautiful or the way that jay bougie wrestles 
I could definitely break that down, you know? So the more that I talk about professional wrestling with others in the space, the more that I can hold my own about, like, if we're talking about history, the more that I can break down characters and be like, this is the motivations for this wrestler and tell you this story is why some more than others get respected and male fans don't get crazy. Not to say that male fans have not came after me of course they have but you know i either drop my merch link or i tell them that i have no regrets when they try to throw wwe in my face and it's like i accomplished a dream what did you accomplish by the way i did not want to make this episode so fiery for the start of the year but it's so fucking annoying that fans think that it's all about them when it's not it used to be a nice community of like, you know, the trolls being trolls. But now it has gotten to a point of you have to serve them and you can only serve them and nothing else will satisfy them if they are not served. So for people who have common sense like myself and others that I know in the space and when they say something, they do not get heard in the space because everyone is so focused on the selfish fans that are out there and yes by the way as a content creator i do need fans that want to come along on this journey with me that want to hear what i have to say but at the same time if you never supported a content creator in your life when you see their content daily when you see what they do if you never supported them and only stick to wrestlers that you hope to one day maybe get a high five from that's not helping the wrestling community you can support wrestlers you can support referees you can support commentators you can support the guys who hold the camera because they have a very important job you can support the ring announcers you can support you know the promotions you could also support content creators that you watch and for everyone out there that is not all about me, 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 and understands that this whole ecosystem of the wrestling space grows when we are together, when we are a unit, is the most beautiful thing in the world. And I want to say that for everyone that has ever supported me, thank you for coming along on this journey. I love you guys. This message is more in line with the Twitter wars that happen because we allow such a small subset of people to have the loudest voice in the room with the baddest takes in the world and i should say the shittiest takes in the world and when people go and comment on it it goes into the algorithm and it messes everything up and then for people that want to do good ends up not doing good and by the way i'm not paying for twitter and I don't think no one should pay for Twitter at all. So it's going to be a little more difficult for all of us. This is why we all need your help. Like the ones that really want to stand by our side. We really need your help. Again, did not want to make this into a fiery thing, but it's just been kept inside for so long that it's super annoying. Let's talk about Okada. Okada has been there forever. And Okada is the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okada is everything that everyone says. And Okada is one of the best. I enjoy Okada matches. I really do. 
Okada is definitely one of the best. And I am really hoping that at the Royal Rumble on the 27th of this month that we hear that coin drop. Now, was I surprised that Okada is leaving? Yes, because you would think that Okada would stay and just be in Japan. But if he's going to go explore, let him go explore. Don't let him go to AEW, though, because he's not going to be as great as he is in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, if he goes to AEW, what is he going to do? There's no one there that can go against him other than, like, Jay White. Like, I would appreciate Jay White versus Okada, but we've seen that already. AEW has not created stars that can go against Okada. Maybe Samoa Joe versus Okada. I would love to see that. That would be a very good match because Samoa Joe is a self-made man. And by the way, on Twitter, if anyone ever says that AEW and Tony Khan is the first ever promotion and the first ever booker to book Samoa Joe right for his title reign, Samoa Joe was a Ring of Honor champion. So someone before the concept and the birth of AEW and someone taking over believed in Samoa Joe to be a champion in a promotion. Don't let people rewrite history for their own gain, for their own agenda when it comes to professional wrestling history. Because we all know that professional wrestling fans can come in at any time, at any era, and they wouldn't know the history because they don't want to take the time to learn about the past. They want to be present in the present and then look forward to the future. So if anybody decides to rewrite history, don't let them do that kind of shit. Because that does a disservice to the professional wrestler to just be like, oh my god, this is his first title reign in a very long time. And it's from a wrestling promotion. When it's like all of the other title reign accomplishments don't really matter, but only this one because there is this blind, unconditional love for AEW as if AEW saved professional wrestling. AEW really didn't save professional wrestling, but they really did kick WWE in the ass because WWE was like, we got to do something. And that fired up WWE on all cylinders, and now they're surpassing all kinds of goals. No, I don't think Okada being AEW is going to elevate him, elevate the guys, help out. Most of the time, people in AEW are getting hurt. Most of the time, people in AEW are just putting shit together and think that it is hot shit, despite that... Warner Brothers Discovery is in good spirits with AEW. If that was the case, this is the year that contracts are up. And usually, Tony Khan is very talkative during these times. And there has not been a word in a very long time about are they going to renew? Are they going to extend their contract stay? But nothing has been said. And it's kind of fishy. It's kind of weird. And I don't think Okada wants to go down with the sinking ship. And I don't mean sinking ship as in that's it for AEW. I think that AEW is going to have that time like TNA going into Impact Wrestling 
and that it was really down at the bottom of the barrel and then now there is a awesome amazing resurgence of tna that's how i see AEW going i don't see AEW going out of business unless like some shit gets reported and put out there and something happens but again i don't know i'm just saying that like that's the only way for it to completely go down if something really horrible gets out there but i don't know any other sort so don't quote me on that it's just that's how i see AEW going i see them going the tna route nothing has really changed even though tony khan is all like oh i'm gonna change things up and we're gonna be presenting more like this well i'm gonna need him to stop copying off of new japan pro wrestling by the way I would like to also say that Okada going to WWE will be a plus because Okada is already a star. Okada can make really awesome, memorable matches with other WWE superstars. Who doesn't want to see Okada versus Randy Orton? Cody Rhodes still needs to finish a part of his story by defeating Okada. Okada versus The Miz, because I know Duke from Duke Loves Wrestling would love to see that. He's a good buddy of the show. And Okada versus any of the other superstars that are on the roster. And to be paired with Shinsuke Nakamura as a tag team unit and become tag team champions. Like, that sounds a lot more hopeful. That sounds a lot more better and like the stories would be freaking amazing because okada's already built and for people that don't know okada you can visit me and my channel and we'll talk about okada and you could definitely see okada all over the timeline you could definitely search up like hashtags new japan pro wrestling and okada like people know it might be like the few like casuals that don't really know about japanese wrestling but like they'll get it they'll like it I do always believe that WWE should build up Okada in a way where the WWE fans can understand Okada. Okada is like that final boss that you face after all of your training, after all your wins and losses, you finally manage to climb the ladder and you have to face Okada and he's the final test. That is how Okada comes off. Okada comes off as that leader, that person you don't want to disappoint also cocky and arrogant and petty as well and you will see that come out in all of his matches well maybe not all there might be like a select few where like it doesn't come out but like for the most part that personality traits definitely comes out especially within the last like year and a half when he was treating kiyomiya like second rate third rate bottom of the barrel he just beat the shit out of the young kid and that young kid is from noah so you know it's there okada came into his fuck them kids era i am definitely surprised that okada has decided to become a free agent and i'm gonna repeat this again do not believe any of the dirt sheets because they are going to start with their rumors. They're going to start with their bullshit and then they're going to backtrack. And then when it finally comes out to wherever Okada is going to go to, they're going to be like, oh, we told you, but you didn't listen. They do this all the time. Stop paying dirt sheets 
X amount of money when you can be supporting content creators like myself and others that will be on the front lines, can be on the front lines, give you awesome vlogs behind the scenes and shit like that, and actually, you know, try to bring back kayfabe. Because why is it important for you to know someone's personal life? Why is it important for you to know someone's contract? When we should be caring about the wrestler, the story, the character, and what they're doing to set up for the rest of the story. And trying to bring back kayfabe for a little bit. Wrestling is about escaping the reality that you live in for two hours, five hours, it's about escaping that. It's about having a good time with friends. It's about making connections and talking about wrestling, having fun, being in that kayfabe environment. And then after it's done and we got that boost of serotonin that makes us feel good, we end up creating better art. We end up creating better things for ourselves. We end up creating better friendships for ourselves uh and then once we're back into reality we can understand how to deal with situations that's another reason why i got into professional wrestling because i saw it not only as an art form not only as a storytelling avenue of everything that i love and why i got my creative writing degree and a publishing certificate because i want to write for professional wrestling I saw wrestling as a way to escape some miserable days in my life, some miserable times. I saw wrestling as the best place to play pretend for a while. And then when I go back to reality, it taught me how to overcome some obstacles that I dealt with in my life. It taught me how to stand up to bullies it taught me how to be outspoken. Thank you, CM Punk. It taught me a lot of other things too. Empathy, compassion, understanding, right from wrong, being the underdog is okay, being the top guy, everyone hates you and you kind of try to understand why they hate you. And then when you do understand, you're like, oh, okay. And then you can understand in a reality setting why your manager is hated even though you know that sometimes you got to make decisions that are not very favorable. You can't always be everyone's friend if you're running a business. If you are the guy that calls the shots or the girl that calls the shots, you know that not every shot is going to be 100%. You know that some shots are going to miss. You know that some shots are going to be luck and you get to celebrate that luck if it's good and then if it's some bad luck, you know to pick yourself up and continue to go and pivot if you need to. All of these things that I'm talking about, you can find one way or another in professional wrestling with all of the stories that professional wrestlers tell across the board. No one story fits in a perfect little box. There is no such thing as a perfect little box in professional wrestling. It might seem that way because we have the WWE formula and we have the other promotions that follow suit with the formula. And just to say that it's okay to follow a formula, but sometimes you might have to switch it up a tiny bit here and there to fit 
what you're trying to do. But in reality, when it comes to professional wrestling, there is no box. And some people might get on me and think that I'm a hypocrite because there are some things that I like that, like I say, if it's not broken, don't fix it. There is no need for you to fix it if it's not broken. You know, if something is broken, then fix it. But if it's not, leave it alone. Because sometimes fans just want the most simplest of things when they're watching professional wrestling live on their television after a long, hard day at work. And they want to come home. They want to de-stress. And sometimes the simplest little things will have a fan go, I had a shitty day to I had an amazing day. Thank you for whatever the wrestler did on their TV and stuff like that. So sometimes having a formula works. For everyone that is against a formula, like open up your mind a little bit more because it is sort of like closed-minded to not think that everything in the world doesn't have a formula. And the reason why certain things work for so long, and when I say work, I mean like really work, and really work in a good way. It's because of a formula. Now, for most of the shit that's happening in real life, I think that we have to create new formulas. But for the most part, because this is a professional wrestling only podcast, sometimes formulas are okay. Moving on. I hope you guys enjoy that little segue. Tamatanga is also leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. And this motherfucker had me on the brink of tears with his goodbye speech. Because I know how much New Japan Pro Wrestling means to him. I know how much the fans mean to him. And I know that he is a wonderful guy. He does everything he can for his family. He does everything he can for his brothers and definitely the fans that made him who he is even though tama basically made himself you know but us fans supported him us fans watched his matches i'm still in shock that it's kind of weird that he's not in bullet club you know uh when that happened when jay took him out man like i never hopped on a live stream so fast to be like what the fuck was that and you could go back in my catalog to go listen and watch my reaction and that was a very dark time. I was like, why the fuck you kicked him out? Like, I fucking love Tama. Tama is awesome, man. Um, but I can understand that he wants to be closer to his family. I could understand that he wants different work. And now he's a free agent. And Tama holds a lot of history with him. Like, he's going to bring a lot of history. He's going to bring a lot of knowledge. And he is just an amazing guy. I had the chance to speak with him through Thomas Island. If you don't know, he has a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island. If you guys want to join up and support him, let him know that Marie Shadows sent you. I can't join anymore because I don't have the funds to support him and be on the happy hour talks. And those were the great times during COVID, which we don't talk about. Um, but... During that year, uh, it was very great times talking with him. And I'll say it here on the podcast. And one day, if I get to have him on my show, I'll tell him anyway. That if it wasn't for that interaction, 
if it wasn't for talking with him and being invited onto his podcast to talk about professional wrestling and have all these wild takes, if it wasn't for that interaction, I think that I would not be as comfortable as I am talking to wrestlers now because Marie Shadows some years ago will be a shy girl not wanting to talk to any of the wrestlers, want someone to talk to them on her behalf. Like, I got out of that shyness. And that was just because, you know, I saw Tama as an ordinary person. He talked as an ordinary person. And you might be thinking, well, he is an ordinary person, Marie. Is the fact of I was in the Starstruck for Superstars and... If that interaction never happened with Tama for that bit of time, I think I'll still be starstruck and I wouldn't have an interview series. And that is my huge thank you to Tama Tonga about that. That is my huge thank you to him and huge thank you to having me on his podcast, Thomas Island. Like I fucking miss being on it. And also for me to review his matches I had so much fun reviewing Tama and Loa versus Zack Zaber Jr. and Taichi during that whole Iron Claw story arc. That was the most fun of a wrestling review that I've ever done. And it was amazing. It was really fun to talk about. It was really fun going down to history. And I want to get back to that excitement. I want to get back to reviewing wrestling shows where I am just super happy about it. I'm always happy about wrestling. I'm always happy about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm always happy about MOW. I'm always happy about Impact. Like, I'm happy about these. It's just a matter of sitting down, watching what I need to watch, create the content for you guys, and put the work out there. 2024 is all about having me accomplish these challenges that I set for myself and the challenges are things that I have been putting off I have grown a wonderful community but I feel so disconnected from everybody because for some reason if I'm not paying for Twitter no one's really going to be seeing my tweets like that if I start a Facebook group which I did I'm not really into doing that because I just I don't know I haven't sat down to really go through with that I want to create another discord but in the last discord I got disrespected where I was like I don't want to do discord again but I want to do discord now because that has the sound stage feature and I would love to do audio bites and like audio panels and wrestling discussions on discord which by the way nobody here has emailed me some feedback on the discord idea that i was talking about in one of my other previous podcast episodes just to throw it out there but it's basically to bring on wrestlers onto discord and have a different type of community where we talk about professional wrestling where we can watch matches on stream as sent in by you the fan but i don't know if any fans are still interested in a discord so if you are Email me at squarecirclepodcast at outlook.com. There's also another challenge to at least do a ask me anything or a Q&A every month for you guys. There is a challenge to also build up 
my own membership platform via fourth wall and basically another challenge is to get out there in the wrestling world and get my reps in for commentary and be booked and to bring you guys along with me to create vlogs to create a lot more content that is different from everyone else out there because I believe in professional wrestling I believe in everyone that follows me I believe in everyone that supports me and I really want to make content that is amazing. There was a reason why I was top three on Twitch in talks and podcasts. And that's thanks to every single one of you guys that tuned in. And I want that back. I want that to keep going forward. I just want to have everybody gather together in a place where we can talk about wrestling, build a community together with each other, lift each other up and support each other through collaborations and support each other as we do panel discussions and make it a family, make it a unit, you know, a unity type of thing, like United Empire type of thing. Okay, I don't mean to continue to go on about that kind of stuff. Maybe the first episode is like a therapy session for me, and then the rest of the episodes are going to be about professional wrestling and getting into it. And I think I should take some time off of Twitter. So if you want to reach me, the best way to do that is Twitter. But there will be some links down in the description below where you can definitely get in contact with me, talk with me and stuff like that. And by the way, I want to say thank you to having 60 followers on Spotify. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I love each and every one of you guys. Like, this is a dream come true. You know, when I first started this whole thing, well, I mean, for like my wrestling career, like the, me growing up, I wanted to be a wrestler, but I can't take bumps. I could take bumps. They suck. If any wrestler out there wants to help me, help train me, that'd be fine. Um, but I do miss running the ropes. Um, but since I found out it's not for me, this is the next best thing that I love doing. And that's talking to each and every one of you guys. And that is putting out content out there to support wrestlers, to support other content creators and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, as far as this whole entire episode, I guess it's a therapy session. Okada's leaving. It is changing the landscape of professional wrestling wherever he goes. I will be tuning in. Hopefully he don't go to AEW because someone is going to have to pay me to watch AEW. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm going to be very honest with you. 2024 is about me being honest in some topics. But Okada is leaving. Tama Tonga is leaving. Tama is showing up in the rumble. I'm calling it now. I love you, Tama. Osprey already left. Jay White already left. Tanahashi is president of new japan pro wrestling pro wrestling is the hottest it has ever been don't let the internet tell you different of course it's going to take some time to adjust as with everything in life you have to adjust but just know that professional wrestling is very hot right now and i want to be a part of everything and i want to be a part of the action. I want to be a part of the storytelling. I want to be a part of 
the narration. I want to be a part of the commentary. So if you enjoyed this episode, I really do want you guys to come along with me for the future. The future is unwritten, but I want you guys to come along with me. And by you coming along with me, it is amazing to have you along on this ride with me. So let's try this. This is going to end this therapy session. If you guys have any questions, you guys can email me at squaredcirclepodcast at outlook.com. Or you can leave a voice message via Spotify, via Anchor. Just click that link. Leave me a voice message with your question and I'll play it on air and I'll talk about it. I want to try a Q&A and an Ask Me Anything sort of segment where I get to answer your questions. Let's start doing this once a month. So for anybody that sends it in now i will record my answers and put them up right before the royal rumble let's try to do something like that so again you can send your question in to squared circle podcast at outlook.com or if you have a twitter account follow me on twitter at marie underscore shadows slide into that dm or you can leave a voice message. I've been wanting to try to get more voice messages from Anchor, Spotify, and play them on here. So let me know. Any questions, I will answer it, and they will be very thoughtful. Let's see if we can get this rolling. And yeah, we'll definitely talk about the Royal Rumble. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you guys are not as emotionally filled as everybody else about the news running wild across the wrestling scene but this is good for professional wrestling have new free agents new stories mustafa ali is killing it out there okada is going to kill it out there nick nemeth aka dolph ziggler which i didn't get the chance to even talk about any of this in this episode they are doing amazing and they're going to be great and we're going to have a great time in professional wrestling if you enjoy having a great time in professional wrestling, make sure to hit that follow button on Spotify. Make sure to share this episode with everyone that you love. And ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast by yours truly, Marie Shadows. Thank you for being on this journey. I hope to see you on many, many more of my journeys. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you for letting me talk your ear off. I love you.